If you have your Bibles today or your phone and your device, can you turn or click in uh, with me to Psalms 33, verse 3. Psalms 33, verse 3. I'll read it in King James. Then I'm going to read it in another translation. So I uh, just wanted to continue to share on this theme of, of worship and the series of worship. But today I just want to share with you about a new song. A new song. So Psalms 33, verse 3. Sing unto him, or the Lord, a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise. As a teenager, I liked that last one. Loud noise, right? Amen. I was a drummer, so I really like loud noise. But what does it say in another translation? I like this. And starting in verse 1, Let the godly sing for the joy of the Lord. It is fitting for the pure to praise Him. Right living people sound best when praising. I like that. Praise the Lord with melodies on the lyre, or it was like a harp or guitar. Make music for Him on the ten-string harp. Use guitars to reinforce your hallelujahs. Sing and shout with passion. Make a spectacular sound of joy. Verse 3, sing a new song of praise to God. Play skillfully on the harp and sing with joy. I always imagine, stop right there, someone playing skillfully on the harp. Uh, I don't know about you, there's probably somebody really had a lot of skill if they had a harp solo. Take it away, Bill. Okay, and uh, anyways, I always think of stuff like that when I'm reading. But the Bible says with a harp or stringed instruments, to sing a new song. For the word of the Lord holds true, and we can trust everything he does, for God's word is something to sing about. Amen. But verse 3 says, sing unto the Lord a new song. Psalms 98 verse 1 says, sing unto the Lord a new song. For he has done wonderful things. His right hand has won a mighty victory, and his holy arm has shown his saving power. That word there, new song, actually... um, Uh, It appears nine times in the entire Bible, six times in Psalms. But it means this, it means a fresh or a new thing. A fresh thing or a new thing, new song. It means to rebuild, to renew, repair. It also means to regenerate or to be youthful or young. I like that one, new song, a fresh song. Uh, 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 to rebuild or repair, a renewing song, a repairing song, a youthful song, something that is brand new, a new song. The Bible says that we are to sing to God a new song, right? New song. Well, I, I don't know what that definition means to you. Maybe I'll clear it up here in a little bit. But I, I believe that it's something that has to be very pervasive in the church that we're singing a new song. How many God loves, uh, God loves to hear a new song? How many believe that? God loves to hear Fresh, new, youthful songs. And this is what we're going to talk about today. But there's three elements of, of the new song. And when I thought about this today, and, or the other day, I thought about there's three elements, really. And God put it together this, this way for me, is that there's three elements of a new song. What does that mean? And just to explain it this way, I, I believe, number one, there's a new nature. Number two, there's a new source. And number three, there's a new sound. And uh, when it comes to a new song, as the Bible you know, makes it clear is that that new song is coming from our hearts. A new song is coming from our spirits. It's not coming from the radio or it's not coming from somebody else. It's coming from our hearts. This is a new song. How many believe that God wants us to sing a new song? How many, how many are tired of the, the song you've been singing for 100 years? You want a new song. Okay. But that's good. That's a good thing, right? New songs. Everybody's getting scared now. We're going to talk about new songs. New songs are a good thing. But, you know, new songs come from a new nature, A new nature. Let me explain. So when God created us, what we talked about in week one, God created us for relationship and worship. 
God loves music. God created music. One of the things we see about the picture of heaven and where God lives is that it's surrounded by music. Choirs and trumpets and harps. And we all think about that picture of going to heaven, right, with, that, with the halo and that golden harp, right? That's all of us. Amen. But that's, that's the music is in heaven. God created it. In fact, God loves music so much that one of the three main angels that he created was, a God, uh, was an angel of music. So there was a, a messenger uh, angel, there was a, 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 a kind of a, a, a warring angel, and then the Bible makes it clear there was a musician, there was a music angel, and his name was Lucifer. And so in Isaiah chapter 14, you can see the account of how Lucifer was, ra- uh, you know, kind of got up in pride, and he was lifted in pride, the Bible says, and, and he fell. And how many believe, and I, I believe this, that when, when Lucifer fell out of heaven, he lost his position, but he never lost his abilities. So he, he, he lost his worship, but he didn't lose his music. Okay? Let's think about that for a moment. Amen. In fact, go a little bit into this and just do a little study. If you look at this in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12 through 15, it talks about, it says, Lucifer, how you are fallen from heaven, you are son of the morning. That's what his name means. It means morning star. If you read that in the Greek, it means morning star. The translation in Hebrew means day star. Uh, I believe in the New Testament, we see it clearly a couple times. He's called the angel of light, isn't he? Angel of light, because his name means morning star. But here's what shocks me the most. His name comes from the same word as praise. Wow, it's pretty, because that's what he did. And that's who he was. And But how many know he doesn't do that anymore? And that's not what he's about anymore. In fact, he fights worship. He fights our praise. He fights and battles, amen, our worship to God. The very first murder took place in a worship service (laughs) between Cain and Abel. He doesn't like worship, right? The devil doesn't like it. This is why, because he was stripped of that. And if you really want to get nerded out about this, if you look in the Greek, the numbers for the word Lucifer are 1966 and 1984. Two significant years of music history. I thought that was kind of weird. Anyways, so, you know, it's nerdy. And it's just so nerdy when people do that. And, you know, but that's what he was and that's what he did. But God created man to, I believe, replace that position, to take that position of worship in the earth. Amen. To be able to worship God, to be able to take that place. So when you worship God, it's so powerful, you're actually stepping into what God wants you to do, what he destined you to be, and the position that is now vacant. Come on. God wants worshipers. That's why Jesus said in John 4, the Father seeks worshipers. Those that worship Him in spirit and in truth. Amen. But here's something interesting about the nature of man. When man fell, and we, or fell in our nature, we became sinners. I believe that our worship fell. I believe that our worship, come on, fell. We stopped worship, worshiping the wrong, uh, the, uh, the, the God, the right God, and we started worshiping the wrong things. But how many believe that when you're born again, your worship is restored? Amen? Your worship is restored to that place that God wanted it to. And so when you fell, your worship fell. When man fell, his worship fell. But when man is restored to God, his worship is restored. Love that. Amen? Look at, look at uh, Titus chapter 3, verse 5. I'm going to put some of these scriptures on because we just for the sake of time. In Titus 3, 5, it says this about our experience. It says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Fresh, new, rebuilt, renewed, the same 
word that comes from the word new song is the word here regeneration. The washing of regeneration, the renewing of the Holy Ghost. I like this scripture in 2 Peter 2.4. It says that because of God, what God had done in His mighty power, it says that by which God has given us to exceeding great and precious promises, that through these we might be partakers of what? His divine nature. His divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. How many believe that when we're born again, we, don't, we, we take on His nature? We've got a new nature. There's a new us, isn't that right? Amen? I don't want to say it's a new us in the sense of I'm a better me. It's a resurrected Christ. Amen. It's no longer I that live, Paul said, but it's Christ that lives on the inside of me. He's, his nature is the nature that I take on. His, his, when I'm baptized in water, Jesus is the new man that I put on. I put on his nature. How many believe that you've got your father's nature if you're born again? Amen. If you're born again. Jesus said to the Pharisees, you are of your father, the devil. You have your father's nature. Well, if you're born again, you've got your father's nature. Amen. The nature of God. Amen. And so our songs come from this new nature. Amen. I kind of went off on the word new. Right? Ready for this? So in our new nature, we've got three things. We've got a new father. We've got a new faith. And we've got a new future. Amen. Come on. We, and, and that great? So this is the new nature that we've experienced in Christ. Amen. That we have this new nature. And in fact, the Bible makes it clear that goes on to say this is what Jesus gave us. He didn't, we just don't have his nature, but he also has given us things. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 61, speaking of Jesus, he's going to give us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and what? The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So praise is God's nature. Worship is God's nature, right? And I've got God's nature. And so my nature is to worship God. My nature has been changed. I've got a new nature. How many know the Bible says that old things are passed away? Behold, all things are what? Become new, brand new, fresh, great. Amen. That's what it means. Brand new. And I'm a new person. I'm a new person. And how many believe that if I'm a new person, then my songs are new? My music is new. Oh, didn't think I was going to touch it today, did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. So my song is new. It's brand new. It's brand new. I have a new nature. See, old nature, old songs, new nature, new songs. How many believe that? All right, well, hopefully I can convince you here. So it says, I, I believe this, as we're looking at the scriptures and you, and you talk about new things and a new song, I, I just thought about this. I said, if God has given me a new song, then that means they've been replaced by something old. Right? So old nature, old songs, new nature, new songs. So if I've been given new songs and I have a new song to sing, how many know there was an old song I used to sing? And here's the question. So what was the old song that the new song replaced? What was that? Here's the answer. I believe it's this. Whatever came out of a fallen, separated, broken, sinful nature, that's the songs that came out of me. Right? Because that's part of the old, right? It was part of the old nature. So therefore, if you had an old nature, you had old songs, right? If you have a new nature, you have new songs. Come on. There wouldn't be new songs if you didn't have an old song that replaced. So I don't know about you, but my old song used to sound, I mean, this is what the nature of these old songs were. Pride, selfishness, lust, hate, confusion. How many know that's part of the old nature? That's part of the sinful nature. Well, that's what you used to sing. Did you know that? That's the song that came out of your life, was an old song. But how many know you got a new song to sing? 
Now you got a new song. It's completely different. It doesn't sound anything like the old song. It doesn't sound anything like what you used to sing. Come on, somebody. Some of you used to sing about Blue Mondays and Wild Weekends, but now you got a new song to sing, and it sounds pretty good to God. Amen. That's what the Bible says. Praise is comely for the upright. Sounds good. That's why we need to sing it. That's why we need to keep singing the new song. And so as we look at this and think of our new nature, my new nature is, is my born-again spirit. When I'm born again, my spirit was born again. That's what it means. My spirit, man, came alive. And I believe that those people who have a new nature, uh, when it comes to singing, I believe that their new nature needs to glorify God, not only in your heart, but in your body. I believe that people that are born of a new nature honor God with their mouth. Come on, somebody. Not just in their heart. Oh, I, I worship in my heart. But you know the lyrics to all the 80 songs that are ever written. Come on. Come on, how many know there needs to be an honoring God, a glorifying God with your mouth? Amen. That's part of worship. And so someone who has a new nature honors God with their mouth. And I believe that worship isn't about our humanity. Worship is about God's deity. Amen. It's not about us. It's about glorifying Him. Amen. And I believe that someone who has a new nature is one who confesses the Lordship of Jesus and the Word of God. Come on, somebody. Amen. Did you know the difference between old nature and a new nature is the difference between confession and cursing? Oh, yes, it is. Why? Because you were under a curse. You were under the law. You were under the curse of the law before you met Jesus Christ. And guess what? All you could sing was cursing. All you could talk about was cursing. And that's why you went around cursing other people, because you were cursed. How many know when you got born again, I didn't want to curse anymore because I wasn't under a curse. And I'm not going to go around cursing other people. Now I'm going to go around blessing. Amen. I'm going to go around confessing. Amen. Now my confession is that Jesus is Lord. He's the one that saved me. He's the one that delivered me. Amen. I'm not going around cursing anymore. I don't need to. Amen. I don't know about you, but have you ever noticed in the last 10 to 15 years, I mean the elevation of profanity? I mean, just, is that me or is that just, I mean, am I just, I'm the only one? I mean, you can't even watch a talk show where the people taking the name of the Lord in vain and dropping 50 F-bombs. And I mean, come on. I, I, I'm just in the store talking to somebody about how, how, it's a nice day. How are you today? I mean, just cursing and using the name of the Lord in vain. Like it was just normal. It was just coming out their mouth. And I'm like, what kind of, what kind of world do we live in today where it's just like, why? Because if you're fallen in your nature and you're cursed in your nature, that's all you've got in your heart. That's all you're going to say eventually. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth what? Speaks. So guess what? That's why Christians don't need to be go around cursing anymore because you've got a new language. You've got a new, come on, a new nature on the inside of you. You don't live under a cursed nature anymore. I know some of you are struggling. I understand that. You get mad, hit your you know, thumb with a hammer. I got it. understand. Amen. But I'm talking about just profanity. Amen. How many know there's a difference between confessing and cursing? I don't know about you, but I want to confess that Jesus is Lord. And that's part of my new nature. Amen. And so out of that new nature comes a new song. Hallelujah. And so the second thing, the second element about a new song is a new source. It, it comes from a new source. And let's just say it right off the bat. The very obvious thing is God is my source. How many believe well, with all your heart, God is your source? Amen. I mean, he created music. He created worship. He's my source. I mean, that's what my song is all about. He's the source of my song. So if God is my source of my song, 
then look at who God is. God is holy. God is perfect. God is loving. God is forgiving. God is just, right? God is strong. He is victorious. God is, I mean, he's just ready to forgive. He's amazing. And that's my source. That's a pretty good source, isn't it? My source of my song is God. And he is holy and perfect and loving and compassionate. This is the source of my songs. And this is what my source gives me. My source gives me healing. My source gives me deliverance. My source gives me restoration, love, joy, and peace. That's what I get from my source. I don't know if you remember, but before you met Jesus and before he was your source, what did you have? You had anger and frustration and misery and, and discouragement and oppression, right? That's what you got out of your source because your source wasn't God. Your source was man. Your source was sin. Amen. But now our source is God and we sing from our source. Amen. And I like the scripture in Psalms 118 verse 14. David said, the Lord is my strength and my song and he has become my salvation. I like that one. Look what Isaiah says. He kind of paraphrases. He says this. He says in Isaiah 12 too. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He didn't say, I sing about God. He said, He is my song. There's a difference. Think about it. God is my song. Not just somebody I sing about. Nobody, somebody I just kind of mix in there. Positive words and some, you know, some kind of music. Come on. God is my song. That's pretty amazing. Therefore, joy out of... With joy will I draw waters out of the wells of salvation. He has become my salvation. He is my song. God is the source of my song. God is the source of my music. It's pretty heavy, isn't it? That's pretty, pretty good. Amen. I like that. So it's not from an old nature. I'm not singing from an, a lost world or broken fellowship with God. But I have a perfect fellowship and regenerated heart. That's where my source is. Amen. Let me just quickly go through this. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. A few months ago we shared on this. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Just two sources of songs. Where our sources of songs come from. Amen. We do have the book of Psalms. Psalms book, but, but I just I saw this years ago and I really thought it was amazing. So in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, it's talking about sources of our music and song. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, or it will cheapen your life, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in what? Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. So how many believe that songs come from the Holy Spirit? Uh, no, they actually come from, you know, that guy. No, they come from the Holy Spirit. I remember when I was a kid and grew up in that hippie generation. That I was kind of watching it as it was unfolding. It was psychedelic and weird even at that age. And so I remember this guy came to our church and he was saying how he wrote a song. You know, he was in the bathroom and he wrote it on a piece of toilet paper. I was like, that's weird. Okay? But how many, songs come from the Lord. Amen. They come from the Spirit of God. And so this is one of our sources, the Spirit of God. How many believe that the Spirit of God sings? I believe that the Holy Ghost can sing. Spiritual songs and hymns, and we'll break that down some other time. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, turn over just two books over. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 16, another source of music. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs. Where did we hear that before? Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. 
So guess what? They come from the Spirit of God, and they also come from the Word of God. How many believe that songs come from the Word of God? Well, I just got it because I woke up and I stubbed my toe and I talked about the struggles I have today. No, music, our songs come from, amen, the Word of God. The Word of God fuels music. The Word of God fuels worship. The Word of God fuels, if you're an artist, a musician, amen, the Word of God fuels your music, your song. Listen, you don't need to be looking, I don't want to mention any names, but you don't need to be going to the top 40 in the world to get your music. The author of music lives on the inside of you. The creator of instruments lives on the inside of you. The skilled one lives on the inside of you. The one that gave you your talent in the first place lives on the inside of you. Amen. And the word of God, let it dwell in you, the Bible says, so that you'll have good music to sing. That's the new song. That's the new song. This new song comes from, amen, this source. Amen. It comes from God is our source. His word is our source. The spirit of God is our source. And my born-again spirit, amen, that is right with God, walking with the Lord, is, source, is the source, amen. And number three, I just wanted to say the element of a new song is this, a new sound. It's a new sound. I just got to be honest with you, it sounds different. It sounds different. It really does. Well, what does that mean? I don't know. It just is new. Because the word new means it just, it's brand new. It's how many, how many know what new means? I mean, you just get brand new. You get brand new sneakers, brand new whatever. Come on, we all like brand new stuff. And so God loves brand new music. He gives us, amen, brand new songs to sing, fresh songs, songs that are rebuilding, repairing, restoring, that are renewing, amen. They come out of a regenerated heart, a renewed spirit. It's a, it's a new sound. So what is, it, what is a new sound? Well, I believe that a new sound is this. It's a joyful sound. It's a joyful sound. So many times in the Bible, for instance, in Psalms 89, 15, it says, Blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. They walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. Amen. And you've read scriptures like this over and over again. Psalm 66, verse 1. Amen. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, unto God, all ye lands. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Psalms 100, verse 1. Very familiar passage of scripture. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Not complaining or moping or fighting, but come before his presence with singing. Amen. Right? Hallelujah. And so, again, the definition of new is fresh. If you're into 80s lingo, it's funky fresh. Okay? However you want to break that down. It was fresh. Right? It's fresh. That's what it is. It's a joyful sound. Amen. It's not a dark sound. Today, God loves me. It's not a dark sound, okay? It's a joyful sound. It's a joy, yeah, a joyful sound. Amen. I'm not picking on styles. I'm just saying, all right. It's a joyful sound. And it comes with a joyful noise. I mean, the word noise there really kind of means two things. It means celebration and a battle cry. If you look at the word and study the word, what a joyful noise means in the Bible, it's like a bunch of trumpets doing the same note at the same time as loud as they can. That's a battle cry. That's a battle cry. It also means celebration, rejoicing. Amen. It talks about this joyful sound. When the, the prodigal son had you know, left his father's house and he decided to come back, what's the first thing he did? He came back, he, he said, I hear music and dancing. Right? Amen. Because that marks, amen, the, the house of the Lord and the, and the way the church is to be, to be worshiping God. It's, it's a joyful sound. It means jubilee and a loud noise, rejoicing and shouting. 
And uh, how many are excited about football starting? Amen. Preseason. Maybe some of you are a little pre on the preseason. I don't know. Amen. But you're excited about it, right? You watched it the other night, and it's, it, was, it was kind of the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth string starting, but you were excited, you know, because they had their gear on. It was like football season, and it's really not. You know what I'm saying? It really isn't, but you know what I'm saying. And so, you know, it's funny with the crowd. When a crowd is booing, how many know it's just not a good sound? But when the crowd is cheering, there's a joyful sound. How many know you can tell the difference? Referee makes a bad call, everybody goes off, right? No, it's not a good sound, is it? Amen? Somebody makes a touchdown, it's a good sound. It's a positive sound. It's a great sound. It's a joyful sound. And that's what God loves. He loves a joyful sound. A new song is a joyful sound. It's a joyful song. That's what it is. That's what it means. And so it's a sound. It's a celebrating and a battle cry. You know, it's not just the beat. It's not just the rhythm. And it's not just positive words. There is a good sound coming out of it. How many have ever heard a song on the radio and you're like, ew? Right? Come on. Somebody's like, oh, this, I love this song. You're, you really don't want to hurt their feelings, but you're like, this is stupid. <laughs> it's like the worst song I've ever heard in my life. And uh, why? Because you can recognize, you know, the spirit of a, of a song, can't you? You can recognize whether it's joyful, whether it's this or that. Come on, somebody. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I just don't feel comfortable listening to, to music that's just spouting off all kinds of profanity and all kinds of, all kinds of junk. Right? Something happens. Why? Because it's just not joyful. It's just not... I mean, what I'm talking about. It's just not joyful. It's like, it just doesn't fit me, right? Amen. But we get in church and we start getting, a, you know, dancing and singing and praising the Lord. I'm like, no, I like this sound. This is a good sound. This is a joyful sound. Amen. Hallelujah. And so that's what it means. Joyful is full of light. It's full of light is what it means. Not dark, not depressed, not confused. i never forget when I was a, a, an older teenager and I started getting involved in some of these groups and... Um, uh, started fellowshipping with, with these, uh, what they call, I don't know what they're called, the singles groups, I guess you could call them. Basically, we're just desperate Christian people. And so, you know, we, we were hanging out and we started, you know, getting with these singles and they would just complain about why they're not married. And so, we, you know, they'd have bands come in and we'd do a fellowship and coffee and everything. And I'll never forget riding home with a person and they're like supposed to be this really on fire Christian and stuff. And they, they're just like, yeah, this is this new music. And they put in this stuff. It was so dark. It was so depressing. I was like, no wonder, you know, you want to like run off the road and kill yourself. This is ridiculous music. What about this joyful sound? You know, you come to church and hear, it's like, oh, this is great music. And, and yet the person was always struggling with depression and, and, and all kinds of, you know, all these problems in her life. And I'm like, you know, no wonder. You know, start to listen to something that's at least a little happy. Maybe you can put like a half a smile on your face. But how many know there's a joyful sound? There, there's a light sound. It's a, it's a great sound. Amen. And I believe that's what worship is all about. Number two, uh, well, real quick, I, I just I, I threw this in this morning. I wanted to show you a scripture. Amen. It's in Deuteronomy 32, 31. I, could ne- I couldn't believe this when I saw the scripture. But you, it says, for their rock is not like our rock. I just probably fit better in the 80s. But anyways, how many believe there's different? It's different. It's a different sound. Come on, somebody. The sound that's coming out of the house of God is different than what's coming out of some of the dance places. Amen. It should be different. It should be joyful. Amen. And my second point is this. It's different. A new song is a different song. I'm not singing the same songs that I used to sing. I'm not singing the same tone I used to sing. Amen. There's something different about the way I sing now. There's something different about the music that I like now. When I was out in the world, I wouldn't like the music that I listen to now. 
It was corny. It was, are you kidding me? That's for like old ladies in a prayer meeting. And it's less like, are you kidding me? Now I love this stuff. I don't get it. Right? But it's because I have a new nature. It's because there's something that happened on the inside of me. And now out of this new nature comes a new song. Amen. And so it's different. It's different. See, if my father is different, if my faith is different, if my future is different, don't you think my music should be too? Don't you think my music, my song to God should be too? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, talking to us, and his own special people, that you might proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. I'm not a believer who sings about darkness. I'm a believer who sings about light because I'm in the light. I know the light. How many know I was in the dark? I don't like the dark. I was lost. I don't like being lost. I don't want to sing about being lost anymore. <laughs> I'm so lost. No, I'm so found. Amen. Hallelujah. So new is different, isn't it? And I like this uh, quickly. I've got to hurry get to this last point, And that is, I wanted to say this, is that uh, the children of Israel found themselves in a place at one time and, and, and they were in captivity and they were brought into captivity. And, and the Babylonians said, you know what? Sing for us the songs of Zion. We want to hear the joyful songs of Zion. And this is what the children of Israel said. It said, how can we sing to our God in a strange land? These songs don't match where we're at right now. This isn't who we are. In other words, if we were to try to sing these songs right now, in this broken land, in this sinful nation, it won't mean anything. It's, it's just basically they were saying, you guys really don't need to hear this, amen, because this is about our God. And they hung up their harps, the Bible says, on the willow trees. They just refused to sing, amen, their songs, amen, to a world that really didn't care. Think about it. That's amazing, isn't it? Because it's different, isn't it? It was a different sound. They weren't, they weren't saying, hey, we appreciate you know, worship. We love praise and worship, so come sing it for us. They were looking at it as like a joke. Like, hey, sing this foolish songs for us. We want to hear you guys. We want to be amused. Think about it. And so they said we couldn't do that because our songs are so different. And I believe that a new song is distinctive, amen, in the sound of the world, not just the words. Many people think, well, the words are positive. The words are uplifting, encouraging. No, I believe the sound needs to be different. I heard a cricket on that one. I believe the sounds need to be different. It's distinctive. Amen. I'm going somewhere. We, and here's the third thing. And this is what a new song is all about. A new sound is all about a song of deliverance. You ready for this? Amen. In Psalms 32, 7, this is what David said. You are my hiding place. You will preserve me from trouble. You have compassed me about with songs of deliverance. That's amazing, isn't it? The Bible says that he will sing over you. Amen. He will declare songs of deliverance over you. God, amen, rejoices over you with singing. Amen. Songs of deliverance. That's pretty amazing. Deliverance means to escape, to slip out, to carry away safe. How many know we've been saved? There's a reason we say we've been saved. There's a reason we say we've been born again. There's a reason we say we've been rescued. Amen. Because we came out of something. We came away from something. Amen. Now we're living somewhere that looks totally different than where we were before. It's called deliverance. 
I said it's called deliverance. And what do you, whether you're struggling with something this morning or not, amen, you can lift your hand to heaven if you're born again and say, I've been delivered. Amen. Not will be, not want to be, not someday I wish I was. The Bible says that when Jesus rose from the dead, you were delivered. He had delivered you from sin. He had delivered you from sickness and disease. Amen. I have been delivered. Amen. Every once in a while I just need to remind myself. Amen. And so singing helps. And so this is songs of deliverance. And I just want to say this. The life of a believer is marked by the work of deliverance. Did you know that? The, the life of a believer is always and forever will be marked by the power of deliverance. Always. Always. Should be. Is that right? Amen. Psalms 124 says, amen, in verse 7, David said, We have escaped like a bird from the snaller's fair, or snare, and the snare has been broken. We have escaped. How many know that's like getting out of sin? Amen. I don't know about you, but I don't want to hang around. I want to get out of there. Amen. Whoever heard of getting out of prison and walk around the walls? I wish I was inside again. I, I miss the meals. Are you kidding me? You get away from that place as far as you can if you're delivered. And that's the life of a believer. The life of a believer is marked by the power of deliverance through the cross. Amen? We've been delivered. Some, uh, some people don't act like they've been delivered. They act like they're still out there, still back there. Well, I've, I'm, 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 I'm kind of still in my sin, but i got God in my life. No, no. You have been completely translated, the Bible says, out of one kingdom into another. You're not standing over there anymore. You're standing right here. And how many know it's difficult to stand in two places? Amen? Songs of deliverance. Let me finish this up and then we'll take communion. And it says this. Really what de deliverance is. Deliverance is a distinct separation. It's a distinct separation. Look at it. Sin and salvation. Darkness and light. Good and evil. How many know? Amen. It's distinct separation. Light and darkness is distinctive. We've been translated out of darkness into the light of God. Into the kingdom of light. Amen. And I like this in 2 Corinthians. It says, come out from among them, right? This is what God told his people. Come out from among them and be separate, and then I will receive you. I will be your father, and you will be my children. Amen? That, that's the life of a believer is deliverance. And let me go into this real quick, songs of deliverance, because I, I, I love this when I found it in the scriptures. It blew me away. In Revelation chapter 5, 15, verse 3, and everybody's like, oh, God, he went to Revelations. Okay, so Revelation 15, 3, I love this. And I, when I saw this, it blew me away. When John was on the Isle of Patmos, he, he was actually seeing visions of heaven, going to heaven, and he was seeing and he's hearing what was going on in heaven. He was seeing what was going on. And this is what he said. And he said, there was four and twenty elders. They were around the throne and 24 hours singing. And they had their harps, the golden harps. And this is what he said. They sang the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. So I thought to myself, you know what? In heaven, there's two songs being sung. Very distinctive. Not like, you know, choir. we think of choirs just singing hallelujah and going off on that one. But it says they were singing the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. And instantly the Lord said, it's the work of deliverance and the work of redemption. It's the Old Testament and the New together. It's the law and the love of God. Amen? I won't get into too many pictures. So it says, and so he's, listen to this. So Exodus is a picture of salvation. 
I'm not going to go into this, but Exodus, we see this. The Song of Moses, where this is where it came from. So the Exodus, they were in slavery for 400 years. God raised up a deliverer named Moses. And one of the things they had to do is, there was plagues, but then one of the things they had to do was they had to put sacrifice a lamb and put the blood of that lamb over the doorpost of their, of their houses. Is that right? And they'd eat the lamb. And then there was an exodus out of Egypt. Then there was a crossing of the Red Sea. Then there was a drowning of Pharaoh's army. And then there was a pillar of fire that led them. I don't know about you, but I see this clearly in the New Testament. Amen. It's, come on, there was darkness. Then a child was born in a manger. Amen. Then a Savior died on a cross. Then he rose and there was an empty tomb. Amen. And blood, amen, was put on the doorpost. Amen. Of our hearts. Amen. Right? And guess what happened? The Holy Ghost came. Just like the pillar of fire. Amen. The Holy Ghost came. And, and, and so think about it. Amen. And we see this. We see the blood and the water and the fire. Amen. And what did Peter say in the book of Acts? He gave the gospel message. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the removal of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. How many know the life of a believer, amen, comes from a, a work of deliverance, right? Amen. And guess what? If our lives have been forged in a work of deliverance at the cross, what should our songs be like? Our songs need to be songs of deliverance. I don't know about you, but the world doesn't need to see another version of themselves. They don't need to see a, a B, uh, you know, style of, of Katy Perry. They don't need to see somebody who's imitating somebody else. They need to hear something fresh. They need to hear something new. They need to know that there is a way out of darkness, not, amen, a way into darkness. They need to know that there's light. They need to know that there's hope. Come on, somebody. We have the songs of deliverance. You have been compassed about with the songs of deliverance. Your whole life is about deliverance. Come on, amen. God brought you out. You didn't do it. God did it. He brought you out of sin. He brought you out of slavery. Who in the world heard of anybody singing about slavery after 400 years? It's ridiculous. Children of Israel didn't sing about how well Pharaoh ruled the land. Come on, it's ridiculous. They didn't sing about the plagues. They didn't sing about, amen, not having any food and working and dying in Egypt. Nobody sang about the false gods in Egypt. You know what they sang about? The horse and the rider have been thrown in the sea. Amen. My father is God and I will exalt him. Amen. And we're on our way to the promised land. Amen. God brought us out with a strong and mighty hand. If it had not been for God on my side, where would we be? God raised up a deliverer. God drowned Pharaoh's army. Amen. Hallelujah. And when the Bible says when the children of Israel got on the other side of that river, come on, and which represents baptism, Miriam took a bunch of women with tambourines, and they began to sing the song of Moses, the Bible says. It's a song of deliverance. It's a song out of something into God's wonderful light. I don't know about you, I'm tired of Christian artists singing about all their problems and hang-ups and thug life and street life. Let me, let me hear about the kingdom life. Let me hear about the light. Let me hear about the glory. Let me hear about the power. Let me hear about the joy. Amen? Songs of deliverance. Amen. And some of you haven't been listening to music of deliverance. You've been listening to music of oppression, wondering why you're still struggling. Maybe you need to change your genre of music. Maybe you need to change your style. Maybe you need to look at the artist's life that you're listening to and think, man, are they singing songs of deliverance? we got to take communion. Psalms 40, very familiar passage of scripture. I'll end on this one. 
David said, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me out also of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise to our God. Many shall see it, not just hear it, see it and fear and trust in the Lord. That's a work of deliverance. You know why? Because if you're singing a song of deliverance, somebody's going to come with you. See, that's what it's all about, folks. It's not just about you getting your praise on and you, you know, just, oh, I thank God. No, no, it's about people coming with you. Amen. The whole thing about the Exodus was everybody's coming out of Egypt. Amen. Everybody that's in darkness is coming out of light. Amen. And I don't know about you, but God needs to raise up some Christian artists that are going to sing about come out of darkness. Get out of where you are. Instead of saying, I want to be like you. I wish I could be down there. No, no. God lifted me up out of the miry clay. I'm not going to rejoice over the miry clay. I'm going to rejoice about the rock that I'm standing on. Amen. Amen. And it's time that we hear a new sound in the church. It's time that we hear a new sound. I don't know about you, but I'm getting tired of stale bread. Musicians, that they're, they're just peddling what everybody else is peddling. They're just looking like everybody else. They're just saying what everybody else is saying. I want a new sound. I want to hear a sound that's going to cause my neighbors to get delivered. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. Song of redemption and a song of deliverance. That's what it's about. Think about it. What did Jesus say? And I, I honestly, I'm going to stop here. What did Jesus say? He said, when the disciples said, hey, we saw demons cast out and everything, what did Jesus say? He said, don't rejoice that you have power over the devil. Rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. That's the song of redemption. That's the song of redemption. Read the book of Revelation. Every time you read about worship in heaven, it's all about the Lamb. It's all about Jesus. Amen. The Bible says they came and they cast their crowns at His feet. And they said, you are crowned with many crowns. Blessing and glory and honor belong to you. Amen. I believe that people need to not just give God thanks at, a, at an award ceremony. They need to be doing it in their music all the time. Amen. They need to be blessing God, serving. Come on. Amen. And just, and, and just lifting up his name all the time. Amen. And I'm ready for a new sound. Because you know something? Every time there's a new move of God, there's a new sound that comes out of it. Amen. And I believe it's time that we see a new move of God in this city, in this nation, amen, in our world. We've got to see a move of God. I don't know about you, but I, I don't know if you're tired of people taking their lives and, and people just strung out and they're wasting their life, wasting their time. Amen. Young people are dying before their time. Amen. People are just committing violent acts, random violent acts. I don't know about you, but there's a new song that needs to come from the church, a song of deliverance, a song of redemption, a song of hope, amen, not a song of darkness, amen, not a song of depression, amen, but a, a, not a song of thug life, but a song of Jesus life, amen. New life, new life in Jesus Christ through a new song. we got to take communion. Amen. Lord, we just thank you for your word today. We pray, Lord, that you're going to teach us to worship. Jesus said, told the woman at the well, God is looking for worshipers. I want to be that worshiper, Lord. Amen. Lord, and it's not necessarily about how, it's about why. And it's not necessarily about the genre. It's about, Lord, the, 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 
the, the, the heart of it, Lord. And we just pray, God, that in our generation, our day, there's going to be a new sound that comes forth. Not a sound that's going to pack a gym out, but a sound that's going to pack the kingdom out. Lord, not a sound that's going to get kids off the street, but it's going to get the street out of the kids. Lord, we pray for a new sound. Amen. Hallelujah. A new sound, Lord, coming forth. Give us songs, Lord, in Jesus' name. Give us songs in this church of hope and deliverance, Lord. Hallelujah. They may just be a cappella. They may be just with a drum. They may be with a guitar or full uh, onset on, on of, of a musicians. I don't know. But give us this hour and this day a new song to sing that the, word will, the world will see and know and fear and trust the Lord in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. How many can say, I'm ready for a new song? Now, some of you aren't songwriters, and some of you say, I, I can't sing my way out of a paper bag. But, you know, it doesn't matter. God will give you a song. God's given me songs. Yeah, shocker. God's given me songs, right? And, and, and some of you will, will never hear them. But anyways, <laughs> amen? My, my wife knows, never. But God's given me those things. Why? Because he's just teaching me to be a worshiper, teaching me, amen, to hear his voice because he wants me to know that my source of songs and music come from him. They come from his spirit, come from his word. I want you to be blessed today. And I want you just to, just to go away saying, Lord, today I want to hear a, a new sound from you, but I want to sing a new song. Help me, Lord, with my selection of music and my worship and to you. Lord, see, this, this is the thing, real, real quick, people. We aren't coming in this place just to get our praise on, to put on a show. This is about worshiping the king. If it sounds one way, it's going to, I don't know. I, you know what I'm saying? If it just happens to be a certain style, it's okay. But the fact of it is, now look, today we didn't have our piano player or our bass player, and I think we went pretty good. Amen? You know, in Zambia, in some of the tribes, all they got is a hollow log, and they got church. They can have church. Amen? People getting saved and healed and filled with the Holy Ghost. But I think we can do, amen, what God wants us to do. Amen.